0: Welcome to another episode of Jody Jenkins, the golf guy celebrating 20 years of broadcasting our producer, Brett Black in studio with us as well. And I got to say, Brett, that last week we announced that we would be giving away a bunch of balls courtesy of clear golf for Father's Day. We've had a ton of entries, and so I'm looking forward to making that draw uh, in a couple more days before Father's Day and we'll announce those winners next week. But again, if you want to get in on this, still plenty of time, send us an email, Jody, J-O-D-I-E, at jjthegolfguide.com. We're giving away a dozen balls, several dozen balls, actually, courtesy of Clear Golf. Just uh, share us a memory about your dad, maybe where you want to take your dad to play, or if your dad's not around, uh, tell us... uh, a story from back in the day with golfing. doesn't even have to be golfing, to be honest, but uh, we want to hear those memories as we get set for Father's Day 2021. Lots to get to. We have a wonderful guest. Uh, We're going to bring him on in a second. And I did want to recognize right off the top that uh, in our neck of the woods here, uh, north of the border, Ontario specifically, Uh, But uh, this man's impact went far beyond Ontario. Uh, Dave Mills recently passed away. Uh, The guy was a legend when it came to golf and getting more young people into the game. And of course, his children, uh, all athletes, um, amazing athletes, Uh, Jennifer in the world of volleyball and Jeff and John in the world of golf. Um, And we'll probably chat about this with our guest today, but I just want to send our condolences out to... The Mills family, Judy, and the boys, and of course Jennifer. and um, It's going to be tough over the next little while. Never easy to lose someone, but uh, I, rest assured, well-respected individual and never be forgotten. And I'm sure you'll see lots of legacy projects coming out in the near, very near future. Okay, Brett tells me that uh, our guest is ready to go. Uh, he is the, uh, I want to call him like the president he calls himself probably the CEO, the COO. He wears so many hats when it comes to professional, um, golf tours, but he is the man behind the great lakes tour. And we're so excited to welcome back Jim Kineski. Jim, thanks for doing this.
1: No, thanks Jody. It's, uh, it's always nice to be on your show. This is uh, a few years running now, I believe. And, uh, CEO uh, for me would be Chief Everything Officer or <laughs> but uh, the technical term for me is uh, president and and uh, co-owner. of course, my partner in in crime with this tour, Colin Murray, a great player himself. Uh, he's he's just as involved and he wears the CEO hat as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, lots going on these days in the world of golf, Jim, and I want to chat a little bit about what you guys are doing with the Great Lakes Tour. Because you've been around, obviously, for quite a while. Uh, of course, yourself and Colin more recently in, in terms of ownership and running the tour. But the tour has produced uh, a ton of talent and continues to churn out uh, professional golfers at all levels. And I know that you'll mention some of those individuals. But last year, obviously, was tough for golf. Well, it wasn't tough for golf. Uh, Because golf saw a a definite renaissance, like a boom. But it was tough for those that were doing events, especially uh, tours, as we saw um, through COVID. Uh, You guys were affected, just like every other tour. Tell us a little bit about how exciting 2021 is, because you're going to be back out there a full bore. And how you've kind of adjusted uh, based on what we've gone through with this pandemic.
1: Yeah, I mean, the pandemic has been uh, a very, uh, I'm going to say, amazing for the game of golf. I mean, it's bringing so many new players, new uh, golfers, new uh, bringing people back that never played uh, for the last uh, number of years, uh, you know, people buying memberships again at clubs who, who hadn't really been a member anywhere for 10, 15 years. So last year was great to get those people back, and uh, on our side, it You know, we had a lot of, we just couldn't get going, you know, our our status uh, in the government and being incorporated and having to go by all the public health uh, rules and regulations. Uh, We could have gone at a certain point last year, but uh, we just didn't feel comfortable enough putting uh, players in and our staff at risk and even the golf courses. So, um, and again, at the start of this year, the stay at home, uh, that was always a concern of ours The players traveling from region to region and how, uh, you know, the golf courses are combating that. Uh, I always felt there was an issue. Um, and I guess apparently uh, the government did too this year to, you know, pretty much shut it down. And here we are losing three more events on the schedule, but, uh, what we're seeing is a great, uh, resurgence of, of competitive golf. Uh, it's coming. Uh, the, the biggest issue really is, uh, battling T sheets at golf courses. And, uh, we're very grateful for the owners and operators of these clubs that we've built such great relationships with to continue, uh, obviously with some increases in our costs, but that's uh, expected with what's gone on in the industry. But, they've uh, given us the course they've they're going to let us operate as normal and uh, that's great news for uh, the rest of this season starting <laughs> next week uh the end of next week in Belleville Belleville Open so
0: the Great Lakes Tour Jim you mentioned it's been around for a while and uh lots of amazing talent has come out of the GLT and I'm I'm I think it's safe to say that we we will see more talent come out as you continue to develop, uh, new players, young players, even older players that kind of are chasing the dream still mm-hmm. maybe share a little bit about the humble beginnings of the great lakes tour and, and where, where you see it in, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the road.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the humble beginnings, uh, you got to go back to the Tiger Woods boom era of the late 90s and early 2000s where we had all these individuals wanting to play competitive golf, wanting to get to the PGA Tour and, and play and take uh, advantage of these massive purses that Tiger was creating. And that's that was the premise of the Great Lakes Tour in the early going was the young pros out of college uh, or even the older pros, the established ones, didn't have anywhere to play unless you were a PGA member. And so there was a, you know, a little hole in the market for a a tour to start up in, especially Ontario, which was obviously the most populous area in in the country. And yeah, it took off. Uh, I became a member of the tour in 2005. I was very inspired by the David Hearn story in 2004 whom I had played with uh, as a junior golfer and an amateur. Uh, he beat me quite often, but uh, there's a reason he's on the PGA Tour. And his story of, of winning two Great Lakes Tour events, two for two in his career, and then he, he jumps to the McKenzie Tour at the time, was the Canadian Tour. He wins there. Uh, and then two weeks later or a month later, he went he, he qualified for the Nationwide Tour event, now Corn Ferry Tour, and he won uh, the ATB Classic. And, and then from there, uh, he ended up uh, qualifying uh, pretty much on the number, getting uh, making a 70-foot putt in the PGA Tours Q School uh, to get in on the PGA Tour. And he's been there ever since. And where, where are we now? 2021. So he's you know, 15, 16, 17 years into his career on the PGA Tour. That inspired me as a pro. To become a part of that tour, and uh, obviously my road <laughs> it didn't go to the PGA Tour, but uh, it made me want to stay involved, and eventually becoming a co-owner, and uh, you know trying to get more David Hearns and more Brad Fritches and more Michael Glickicks, uh Taylor Pendriths, and all these guys that have uh, you know had a little history on our tour. So we want more of them, and very confident there will be uh, with the crop of young players now in Canada. It's it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And you mentioned, uh, you know, guys like Taylor Pendrith, and obviously Corey Connors would be another name as well, that's played on uh, several smaller tours uh, throughout the U.S. and Canada. But we're hearing now so many stories about, what players have done and what they've gone through to get to where they are when they make it onto the PGA tour, or they have a corn ferry victory or a Latino America victory. And the access to the background, the access to the stories has really exposed how it is not an easy journey. It's very uncommon for individuals to go straight from college uh, as an example to the PGA tour or straight out of, you know, being a phenom and just ending up on the PGA Tour and getting success. There's a there's a lot of stops in between, isn't there? Huh.
1: The number one thing uh, for progressing through the ranks is playing as many competitive rounds as you can. Uh, practicing and hitting balls on the range and, and developing your game, uh, having a great team, that's all amazing. But if you don't put it to use week in and week out, and you know when you're young and and have the uh, maybe the finances and energy and you got to play and that's the major thing with michael gligic that man played almost every tournament imaginable that he could get into there was days he would play a tournament round in the morning on the great lakes tour and rush across to play another tournament a pro am just to try and put more money in his pocket so yeah. you've got these young guys that are just willing to, especially now, and a guy like Michael Gligick has really opened the door and got guys just playing everything. And of course, you know, more tours popping up and coming into play and, and it's great for the players. It's great for, you know, the tour, our level of tour golf. It's uh, it's amazing to see what's going on is the guys are playing everywhere. And that's so important, and I would push them to play as many tournament rounds, tournament golf. So those stories, yeah, uh, and we see them every week on our tour. (laughs) The battles and the grinding and the the craziness that happens that you just don't see. Uh, You know, you just don't see it when they're out there on the PGA Tour walking down the gallery line fairways. (laughs) Everybody has a story. It's so true.
0: Yeah. You mentioned opportunities and playing as many rounds as you possibly can. And look, I know a full schedule. I mean, what would a full schedule for you guys be like, would it be 12, 14 events or would it be more than that? Yeah. We, we,
1: we obviously have relationships with, uh, you know, golf Canada and, and, uh, golf Ontario along with, uh, we got, you know, this year announcing a, an alliance of tours, uh, Vancouver golf tour and East coast pro tour and ourselves. So, we all look at each other's schedules and bing, 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 we try to uh, make it so our guys can travel around week in and week out to different parts of the country. So, yeah, we, we go 12 events. Uh, Quebec will have 10 events and Vancouver, uh, a little different uh, out there. Uh, he, he's operating almost 12 months a year and has ooh, 30
0: okay. <laughs> events
1: available. So, yeah. Pretty amazing. And, of course, there's other, uh, you know, mini tours in the country that are offering events, too, that um, don't really coincide with some of our, our events. So it was every week, every day, there's somewhere somebody can play in this country. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, and I think the point there was that, like, you at uh, the GLT, as an example, you guys can't do it all yourself. I mean, I'm sure in a perfect world, you'd love to be able to say, look, we're providing, you know, from – april to november we're going to be doing an event a week but it's just not possible right no uh, you've got we've got costs and overhead and staffing
1: and and uh, it's very difficult and when you look at the geographic region of our country how big it is um, it's amazing to have friends uh, all around and you know the associations as well you know we're all in this together and that's a big part of I think out of the pandemic, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be a, a big competitive scene for elite amateurs and professionals um, really to progress through the ranks faster. I think you're going to see a, an amazing amount. Like We've got a great amount of PGA or uh, Canadians on the PGA Tour are coming. I think that number is going to be double in the next three years. Wow. I really do. So um, if we have... 10 out there now there's gonna be 20 and in five years could be 30 uh, I think you're gonna see a lot of Canadian flags on that corn Ferry and PGA Tour leaderboards every single week
0: yeah I don't I don't I, I wouldn't disagree and I know that uh tying into something we mentioned off the top um and we'll get to his father in a second but John Mills coach at Kent State proud Canadian mm-hmm. uh, him and I have had many conversations about the recruiting that goes on, and and they they recruit highly from Canada, and I know he's got some young ones in the in the pipeline there. So yeah, your comments, I, I think the Canadian contingent on all the tours will continue to increase and strengthen, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. I want I want to stick with the Mills family. You, you obviously you heard me chat about it at the beginning, and I know you're no stranger to uh, what Dave has done. Uh, for golf uh, across the board and obviously you've played against John uh, during your career etc maybe just chat a little bit from your perspective again I don't know how well or not well you knew Dave but maybe just talk a little bit about um, from the Great Lakes perspective uh, what the passing of of Dave means to the to the uh, to the world of golf and what he did for golf
1: yeah Dave, Dave was a uh... He was one of those quiet giants. Uh, I don't know how to explain him better. Uh, I, 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 my first uh, encounter with with the Mills family. Uh, I told you this in a previous conversation. Was uh, John John and I were paired together for the second round of a U.S. amateur qualifier in two thousand and one, I believe. I get my years mixed up, but. He had just won the Ontario amateur championship at King's forest in Hamilton, which I miserably failed to qualify for. And he, uh, I got paired with him down there and I remember getting introduced to his dad, who was caddying for him, Dave. And, Oh, that round. I remember so vividly because I played with a future PGA tour member and a future Ontario golf hall of fame member. And, and, Great leader for Ontario golf. Uh, you know, you just remember those days. John didn't play well that particular day. I beat him. I did beat him,
0: <laughs>
1: but we did not qualify for the U.S. Amateur. Um, but uh, John was a great player, and his dad. Oh, the calmness, the the amazing, just how he was in that group for all of us playing was 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 great and. Our players on our tour, the young younger guys, you know, I'm going to say five to ten years younger than me, had were so influenced on what Dave did, and you got to thank them, and that Mills family, Jeff, John, and and uh, I guess the uh, I don't I don't remember Jennifer, his sister's name, but they yeah, have to be Jennifer. extremely proud. Of yeah, their, of their father's accomplishments. Uh, sad, yes, but be extremely proud and happy for what
0: he did. Yeah. The, um the Mills family is one of those like legendary families yep. in golf that m- a lot of communities have and make an impact. And I know that, and I know you're, you're part of that family too, from your home, home course and everything, Jim. And you've got lots of stories, but I can remember at Bay of Quinte, you know, there was all, it never met. Ma- it didn't matter who you played with. There was always a story about Dave Mills, like a, from a member, or you'd get out on a certain T deck and, it, it, it was it was without fail. Someone would say, "Oh yeah, Jeff would hit from over here, and <laughs> or, or John would be hitting from up here." You know, yeah. like just always a story about the Mills family at Bay Area. And I think that that will probably always continue. I think those those stories will never stop. But it's just a testament to what uh, David done with his family and what he'd done in the world of golf, and very very cool. And he will be missed for sure. I I didn't get to know him well at all. I just knew him through. Working with the GAO and Ontario Golf, and and of course uh, I did go to high school with John and got to got to know Jeff a little bit more in the last couple of years. But uh, amazing family, and obviously uh, the boys and mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer had a uh, very positive influence from Dave, and he did a yeah. great job with them. And yeah, it's going to be uh, he'll be missed for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim Kaneski from the Great Lakes to our guest, and uh, Jim, I know you guys are chomping at the bit to get going. Um, Lots going on uh, later on this year as well with the, the Canada Cup and some bigger tournaments. And I know it's going to be a, a lot of fun and a big year. If people are interested in finding it more, I assume the com is the best way to do it. Or do you want me to pass along your cell and they can call you directly? <laughs> uh, you can. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. the kind of guy Jim is. You want me to give them your address too? They can show up?
1: Uh, no. <laughs>
0: um sure.
1: yeah no great lakes uh with we, instagram we're pretty uh, we're getting more active uh, a little late to the game on that platform but you know facebook twitter we've always been pretty uh, pretty uh, active and a lot a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on there so um almost almost got so much stuff that we got in the queue that's coming along i don't know how to post it so fast i'm gonna
0: have to You have to uh, hire someone. You got to
1: hire a a social media expert because it's getting a little out of control.
0: (laughs) Jim, last thing I got to say because I know you and I have had some good chats about COVID over the last fifteen months, and we we differ a little bit in our views. But I got to tell you, man, it is time. I know you can't control this, but it is time to let people take the flagsticks out of the hole. Yes, and it's time. I played yesterday, and again, it is time to let rakes go back beside the bunkers. Well,
1: that's a that'll be a debatable.
0: uh, Although, although I will say this, I I will say this: if the rule moving forward forever was that no rakes, but you get to if you go in a bunker, you get to you know get the perfect lie. I'm all I'm all for that, but. You know, if it stays where we're not going to use rakes and you play it as it lies in a bunker, then no, no, there needs to be rakes returned and flag sticks. I mean, that's kind of a petty thing. I, I, I'm fine with putting with the flags, but I honestly don't believe we need to leave the flags in anymore. And I think that needs to change.
1: It is funny when you mention the bunkers, because the bunkers I hit them into, I don't think anybody else hits them there. Uh, But (laughs) the ones where everybody complains about are the, it's where the members go in all the time. So so it's kind of funny uh, i i always say i got perfect lies where i am i don't know about <laughs> but you can see the traffic of the 200 members playing where where they hit their ball all the time so it's kind of funny flag do need to come up
0: great dot com. we wish you all the best this season we'll see you actually next week yep. you and i are going to go out and scout the course here in belleville and get set for the belleville open and the jt classic and we're excited to uh you know, it wasn't the same last year. We ran our event, but it wasn't the same without the, the Great Lakes tour. So I know a lot of people are are pumped to have you guys back and and back. uh get the setup going. So Jim, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jody.
0: We'll see you next week.
1: Gonna be a couple great fields in Belleville.
0: Well, I'm playing too, by the way. So
1: and I'm playing in yours too, by the way.
0: <laughs> Start engraving that trophy now. <laughs> Damn, right? Again, the website, GreatLakesTour.com. Make sure you check it out. Jim and Colin doing an amazing job with mini tours throughout Ontario and beyond. And I've actually actually played in a couple mini tour events. I'm not a professional by any stretch, but I actually love the competition. And uh, I would encourage anyone to try it. There's nothing like having to sink a putt, especially a short one. When all the marbles are on the line, makes you a better player, though. No, no doubt about it. Uh, once again, don't forget to enter our draw for a dozen clear golf balls—not clear as in see-through, but balls from Clear Golf. Uh, of course, the proud uh, sponsors of Cheryl Schwartzel, major winner from the Masters, and uh, playing in the U.S. Open this week. So uh, we—he's I mean, coming on the show soon too. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, You can enter by going to J-O-D-I-E at JJTheGolfGuy.com. Brett Black, thanks for your production work. As always, we will do this again in seven days. Enjoy the rest of your week. See ya.